Have you ever wanted to start a business but feel stuck and don't know how to start? I want to get you from idea to income in less than 90 days so you can change lives and make an impact while earning money. My name is Barbie Jo and welcome to Passion to Profit. Hello everyone, Barbie Jo here and welcome to another episode. Today we're talking about intentional abundance, particularly with motherhood. And today I want to introduce you all to Sasha Star Robertson. She is an intentional living and purpose coach for moms. She's a wife of 12 years to her best friend, a boy mom to one, a travel addict, and Jesus freak. She is the founder of the Intentional Abundance Company, co-creator of the I Am Coaching System, and curator of Life and Goals Planner. Very cool. Welcome to the show, Sasha. Tell us, how did you get to this place in life? Oh, lots of trial and error. <laughs> ah, love, it. love it. Lots of lots of trying things and it not working and trying new things. Um, I honestly, a lot of trauma. There's a lot of trauma in my background in my childhood and um, brought me to where I am today. And and I would say God as well. He's he's been a, an amazing guide in in my life. Um, in in the more recent years, probably the last like seven or eight years prior to that, not so much. <laughs> okay, I was going to ask. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your journey to finding God. Um, that actually came. It was a really really dark season in my life around the winter of 2014 into 2015. Um, it was years prior to that. My husband and I found out that we were infertile as a couple. We both have different problems there. And um, we had just decided at that time that we were going to live life for us, that we were just going to seek after basically everything the world had to offer. We worked hard. We made income. We traveled all over. We had fun with our friends. So we bought nice things. And we were at this point where my husband had separated from the military. We were living in Alaska and we had this like fantasiful like idea about moving back to Alaska because it was home for us. We thought everything was going to be great and butterflies and rainbows and it was the exact opposite. My husband um, separated from the military because he was didn't want to deploy and spend six months apart from each other. And the first got, job he received moving back to Alaska sent him to a remote village for six months <laughs> to work on building a bridge. And so I was home alone, um, but not really alone because I had my parents and my uncle living with me at the time. We had a rental unit that um, tenants had destroyed, struggling through infertility stuff. And it just seemed like wave after wave of life circumstances were just too much. And it got really dark. I, I slipped into depression, became really suicidal and was just grasping for hope. Um, I started seeing a counselor. It was there that I was diagnosed with PTSD from childhood trauma and anyone who goes through EMDR therapy knows it gets a lot worse before it gets better. So I was in the midst of that and reached out, looking at some friends and what they what they lived with, because they didn't seem to have life circumstances like wreck them like I did. And when I looked at them, I saw Jesus. They were sharing scripture on their Facebook every day and things like that. And so I said, okay, maybe that's what I need. I started reading scripture. I started praying, but again, it got darker before, before the light came. 
at one point I remember even just praying for death because so much of scripture says like life will be better once you're with Jesus, like in his presence. And, and looking back, I can see that's exactly what happened because so much of the old me has died away and I'm very much a new creation. There are people that know me now. And when I share parts about my past and like who I was, even like eight or nine years ago, they're like, whoa, what? But then people who knew me back then are like, I don't know about Sasha anymore, you know? So, so that's kind of the gist of it. Um, he really stole my heart. I was baptized in 2016, I think. And the rest is history, just on fire for God and, and growing his kingdom and sharing his truth with everyone because he has definitely transformed my life. Amazing. That is so, so cool. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about your journey to becoming a mother. Oh, so this is a fun one. About 10 years of infertility struggles. Um, My husband and I, we actually, I I don't even like sharing this part. I almost feel a little bit of shame around it. I guess I need to dig into that a little bit, (laughs) do some self-coaching around that. But I, we had a dog that we absolutely loved. She was our dog when we went when we went through and found out about all of this infertility stuff. So she became our child. Like she was spoiled rotten. And suddenly she had actually, well, we found out it probably didn't happen so suddenly, but she had a brain tumor and just went downhill really, really fast. And so she had passed away and my husband really wanted another dog. And I told him, no, I think we need to adopt a human (laughs) before we adopt another dog because we had so much love to give. And since the moment we had gotten married, I knew I wanted to be a mom. Um, he would joke that like my uterus caught on fire, like for a baby right after we got married. So we had talked about it more. We explored about it more. We read some books. We dug in like, why do we want to adopt? We started leaning into some adoption, adoption education. I hosted an adoption forum at our church where I gathered like tons of local resource centers, um, OCS, like foster care services, and all of these different um, businesses and nonprofits together to come and lead this forum with adoptive parents and whatever else. So that was kind of the start of it because everyone that I had talked to and said, hey, we're thinking about adopting, people are like, oh, tell me more because I'd always, I've always thought about this. I'd always like to, I just don't even know where to start. So that was the start for us, really. And um, many other families had come and, and leaned in and listened and, and learned more. I don't know that any of them have become adoptive parents, but it was probably about six to eight months after that, we turned in our application with a consulting um, firm out of state. We didn't have anything local in Alaska at the time. And it was a rocky journey for us. We had uh, multiple matches throughout where we were matched with an expectant mom and then that had fallen through. But in the end, it was exactly how it was meant to be. I'm convinced of it because our son is just, it's, it's almost like sometimes we forget that he's adopted because he just like has so much of our personalities. Uh, But we have a really great relationship with his first parents as well. And so we've gone to visit them. We get to video chat them uh, frequently. And so it turned out to be this really, really beautiful story. So we became parents. I became a mom through adoption. And we're actually in the midst of another adoption journey right now through a local nonprofit here in Alaska. So definitely different than the last time we went through. We learned a lot. um, And now that we know better, we're going to do better. So That's so cool. And I think that's really 
important that you mentioned that it turned out the way it was supposed to. I am a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And we're supposed to learn from everything that comes through our life. It's supposed to help us grow and develop. So that's really cool that you took that and and did that. So tell us now about the intentional abundance and where that came from. So Intentional Abundance Co. is my business. Um, I coach moms to live intentionally an abundant life. (laughs) Pretty self-explanatory there. Um, Coaching courses, recently released um, the Life and Goals Planner to go along with that. That contains three of the four pillars of um, the I Am Coaching System. Just a taste of them, though. Just a taste of each one of those pillars. But it actually came about a little over a year ago, probably around a year and a half ago, I was with a network marketing company, actually, and I took this, to me at the time, really expensive course. I bought it. It was an investment unlike anything I had made before in myself and in my business, but it was about challenges and leading challenges. And I originally had led this challenge to share the truth of scripture but also to grow my network marketing company. And so in the end, my offer was going to be anyone who is in the challenge to join or purchase from the company that I was with. And it was like, I think it was day four, I was supposed to make this offer to the ladies in the challenge. And I was like, oh no, every single one of them is already with the company. I need to think of something else. And we were going on a camping trip, um, fishing trip here in Alaska, about three hours, three to four hours away from where we live. And so I told my husband, you have to drive separate and take the baby because I need to pray. I need to figure out what I'm going to do because I am in a major pickle right now. And so I just spent that whole drive in prayer, like trying to figure out what I'm going to do when I go live to this group of women and like what I'm going to offer and the word coaching just came over me. And I was like, what? No, I'm not a coach. Like I'm not certified. I don't have like, how am I going to coach people? And it was just like confirmed with this feeling like we had opened up things in this challenge that I was leading women through and that they wanted to go deeper, that some of them needed kind of an accountability partner and a guide to go. How do you get from like, kind of this area of chaos, but it was more like anxiety, maybe bringing up some past traumas and then living in peace after that. And the words intentional and abundance came to me in that, in that drive and prayer time as well. I don't know necessarily if they were in that particular order, but they just really had stuck with me. And so it was that day I actually created a Facebook group, the Intentional Abundance Community, and uh, presented my coaching offer, had a few women take me up on it. But then it was it was coaching in a different capacity. It was kind of coaching people stuck in like anxiety and trauma and trying to help them overcome that. So it wasn't specific for moms, but it was about halfway, maybe three quarters of the way through coaching these clients in the contract that I had with them. I was like, whoa, I can't do this. Like, it just wasn't my space. I'm like, I'm not a trained therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm kind of in over my head here. And I felt like my healing journey involved a lot of that. And I felt like I was doing a disservice to these women by by them coming to me and not seeking therapy and counseling for some of these like really deep traumas. So I went back to the drawing board, spent more time in prayer, hired a coach. And that is where the motherhood transformation was really pulled out of me. At that time, I was about nine to 10 months into motherhood. And 
not saying it in like a bragging way. Like I am really humble about it, but I was like, what should I coach women on? And, and I had a whole list and it was just like, I was rocking this motherhood thing. And so, whereas most women come into motherhood and they're like, oh my goodness, I left my job. I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't have any time. I'm, you know, buried in the laundry. <laughs> I'm, I can't do the dishes, cook all these things where it's kind of like this 180. Mine was the opposite direction. I was not well with my time management. I, I was kind of struggling with identity and purpose before motherhood because of this like decade of infertility and, and dealing with trauma and all these other things. And so when I became a mother, I actually spent probably a whole month, a few months in just disconnected from society in a sense. I spent time in scripture, really digging through multiple planners that I had at the time, lots of time in prayer, just saying, is this my life now? Like, did I leave my career to change diapers and play peekaboo? My life has to be more than this. I'm a lifelong learner. I love to learn. I love personal development. And so I really dug into a lot of that. And so after this like coaching system was in a sense revamped, I sat down and was like, okay, how did I get here? How am I doing this? And really just realized how much motherhood became a catalyst in my life, but brain dumped all of the strategy and tools and systems that I had in place. And a lot of it came from my my business life, my degree program, my volunteer experience, just everything from life before. And it ended up being about a 70 page brain dump that came out of it that I'm, I'm for sure is going to become a book someday, but so many other moving things going on in business and in life right now that that's definitely a thing of the future. But that's where Intentional Abundance Co. kind of started and then restarted again and became what it is today. That's amazing. Okay, so take us through your I am coaching system and how how can this help a busy mom or who would be an ideal client for you? Like what would they need to know? <laughs> an ideal client for me is is a woman who is struggling, a Christian woman, or at least somebody who's very open to the faith, not somebody who's consistently looking the opposite direction of, of, of Christ. Because a lot of my system, I say I'm the co-creator because I fully believe that this was like all God pulling this stuff out of me. When he said coaching, I was like, uh, okay. When he went back to this intentional motherhood thing, I was like, uh, I'm only a mom of one. Like there are many other moms that I feel like have you know, more experience in this. And so it really was just him pulling all of this out of me. So much of the system starts with a God first, God focused life and drawing on his peace that surpasses understanding as like our force in life that we like cling to and focus on above all. I'm a Jesus freak. You kind of got to be at least open to that. Um, but moms who, who very similarly had passions, had fire inside of them before becoming a mom, who, who had hobbies and no, knew at least a little bit, maybe what their gifts or strengths were, or maybe, maybe they just felt completely lost. And so we dig into a lot of like self-discovery, identity discovery, personality tests, things like that, really pulling out those gifts and that identity of who you are outside of being a mom and serving snacks and changing diapers and, you know, being a, being a chauffeur and things like that. Um, so we dig into that. We help you live in those strengths and in those giftings and, um, kind of design your life off of that, who you ultimately want to be at the end of your life. And so 
the first part is kind of pillar one. We have this God first, God focused life. We have pulling out this identity, these strengths, these giftings. I actually call it the three P's, um, the big picture in three P's. So it's purpose, passions, and then priorities. We kind of start to prioritize them and like, okay, what are we going to focus on in this season of life? Um, like I'm in one season right now where I'm really busy in my business and I'm doing this because I know I'm going into a season of, of having a new baby and a toddler who's jealous of new baby and, and things like that, where I'm going to be focusing a lot more of my attention on my children. So making sure we're really focusing on the season that we're in. And then the second pillar has a lot to do with self-care mindset and soul care. So again, we're making sure we're focusing on God first, God focused living, um, addressing some of these mindset issues, thoughts, beliefs that, um, keep coming up and holding us back, but then making sure as moms we're taking care of ourselves in that self-care aspect, whatever self-care looks like to you. I'm not saying you need bubble baths and chocolates or vacations all the time, but sometimes just um, having 10 minutes of quiet before your kids wake up in the morning is massively beneficial in self-care. So really figuring out what we can do in your schedule, what fills your soul with joy and with peace. And then um, time management and micro habits are pillar number three. So those are where we're breaking down this the big picture and three Ps into, okay, what can we do each day or what can we do each week to actually achieve um, not just goals like I want to buy a house or start a business, but goals like who do you want to be to your children and your grandchildren when they look at you and see you in life? And then the last pillar has a lot to do with organization and environment. And so I'm not talking about necessarily, you know, color coding all of your clothing in your closet, but just looking at your environment and what kind of things in your environment are actually triggering you and bringing up like those bad habits, those, those bad thoughts, those negative beliefs. And so the organization environment is the pillar that's left out of the planner. But there is um, definitely a start of all three of those other pillars in the Life and Goals Planner. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, this is amazing. So now tell me, at what point would a mom have to be at to realize, hey, I might need this? Words that women have used coming to me are drowning, overwhelmed, chaos. And, and the famous one, I don't have time. As a mom and a woman in this 2021 society, we don't have time. Like that's a reality. We have 24 hours in a day and there's not enough time to do all the things. I, I actually was just listening to this thing the other day about women today are stay at, a lot of them stay at home moms, but are the most educated women that have ever lived in all of history. So we're in motherhood with bachelor's degrees and master's degrees. I even know a couple of moms that have like doctorates that they're moms. And you you can see a lot of these moms pouring into things that maybe aren't the be most beneficial for themselves or their family or the kingdom that aren't the most beneficial because they're not living in their strengths, but they're things that they're doing to almost like keep themselves busy and find purpose because they know that they had so much before motherhood and not that motherhood is not purpose. Like hear me, hear me right there because it is your greatest purpose. I firmly believe that, but I also believe that we're called to serve outside of our homes and in a greater capacity. And so, and I, and I think a lot of us feel that inside of us. So a mother who is just like, I don't know who I am anymore. 
I'm drowning in all of my responsibilities. I can't, I can't even keep my head straight in the day. I have no time for myself. I don't even know what I enjoy if I were to have time for myself. And basically her life consists of waking up when the kids wake her up or when the baby starts screaming and just living in reactive mode all day. And then, you know, kids go to bed and it's eight o'clock, nine o'clock. And you're like, wow, I just need a minute to myself. And then you end it doing almost like revenge sleeping, scrolling through social media, like trying to disconnect by watching a TV show and doing things that aren't really refueling your soul with joy. And so you just start over the same the next day. And it's truly exhausting life to live. So if you're there, mama, I hear you. I understand where you're coming from. And my heart is for you truly. So yeah, that's... That's who my heart is for helping. I love that. That is so, so good. And it's so good to know that we're not in this season of life alone, that there are other people out there and there are people that can help us navigate the seasons of life, right? And can relate to where we are in life. So I think that is that is mind-blowing to me that people before our time didn't share what they were going through, didn't reach out for help. It was kind of, you know, private. Everyone just kind of kept a very private life. I'm thinking, you know, like leave it to beaver times. No one knew anybody's struggles or what they were dealing with in life. And now I feel like it's so empowering to be able to talk about them and to find other people who can relate and can help you because maybe they're a few steps ahead in the game and they found something that works and they can help navigate your journey with you. So this is amazing. And I think it's so neat that you tapped into that inspiration and you were intuitive enough to know and follow those promptings of what is being asked of you and delivering and serving in that capacity. That is so cool. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for being here. I also think back uh, like I think back on that time, you know, the the privatization almost of like of the family. But I also think back to the time before that when it was like we had the village where it was like, you know, that the elderly women were there pouring into the the older moms and the older moms were pouring into the younger moms and the younger moms were pouring into you know, I don't know if they got married back then, but like newlyweds, you know, and and it was almost like just this community and this culture that really poured into one another. And in my heart, like yearns for that. And I I know so many of us are in that same boat where, where we just want community. We want people to do life with. And it's just not a thing that you see in like 2021 America. And so I'm, I'm fighting against that. I'm trying to bring women back into the state of vulnerability because I feel like it's in that state of vulnerability that we're able to experience the greatest love and greatest joy that we can in this life and the seclusion and isolation and keeping things private, um, I think is actually contributing to the mental decline of our society and this, this negative view towards motherhood. I feel like a lot of women come become married and things like that. I don't want to be a mom. Like they, they see it as almost an inconvenience to life sometimes. And I've heard that time and time again as well. And so just really bringing up like the joy that is in motherhood and, and how much more that joy can grow in community and really 
coming together and helping one another and leaning on one another. So I appreciate you bringing that up because I do think it was, it was kind of ideal and then went to not so much and, and trying to bring that back into the idea of community in the village. And I will say, you know, it's still a struggle today for sure, because you can sit there and scroll social media and see everyone's picture perfect life and feel really bad about yourself and discouraged. And you little do you know what's happening behind closed doors, right? Exactly. You only share basically your highlight reel. That's what you're sharing. You're not sharing those days when you just want to stay in bed and eat ice cream all day and the kids are running around not dressed and not fed. Yeah. But those days happen. They happen to all of us. Uh huh. And I think it's so important to be able to find a safe place where you can talk about it and work through it and get that encouragement and that hope. So that's really cool that you're offering that to the world. So tell us, how can we find you? Anywhere. <laughs> um, so I have, I'm on Facebook, um, Instagram, and TikTok. All three of them are Sasha Star Robertson, just my name. Um, I have my, my business page on Facebook is actually Sasha, Sasha Star Robertson um, hyphen Intentional Abundance Co. I have a free Facebook group that you're welcome to join called the Intentional Abundance Community. Um, I think it's Christian Moms Living in Peace. Um, I think my primary place where I like to show up as my realest self and have fun is on TikTok, though. You'll see some some crazy bits of my personality there that only people really close to me have a tendency to see. And, and those are probably the best places that you can connect with me. I'm open to sending a DM. I'm, I'm an open book and I'm very flexible as a person in that sense. And the last place would be intentionalabundance.life is my website. Not a whole lot on there, but you can um, find a link to subscribe to my mailing list from there. Okay, awesome. Well, we will include all that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being with us today. You are a bright light in a dark world and we need more of you. Thank you, Barbie. Thank you for listening to the Passion to Profit podcast. If you loved it, please let us know so we can create more content that will be useful to you. We would also like to invite you to our free masterclass on attracting high paying clients. Just visit barbiejoe.com to register for our next free masterclass so you can start filling your calendar with high paying clients and step into a full-time business and not just a hobby. We want to show you how to make more money in less time.